0: Hey guys, welcome to Gen Z's Digital Decalogue. I'm your host, Shivani, and today we're going to be joined by a very special guest. Um, so this is Abiram, and he is a member of our Youth Leadership Council here at Lookup. Abhiram, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself some more?
1: Sure. Um, thank you, Shivani, for, for introducing my name. So uh, I joined uh, Lookup through a competition hosted by um, the Social Dilemma, and essentially it was a competition trying to raise awareness to digital well-being and also how to make so, uh, social media platforms more ethical. And from there, I kind of really got interested in the ethics of social media and especially like the ethics of emerging technology. And since then, I've been trying to do the same and raise, raise more awareness through creating blogs and stuff like that. And I'm also very proud of the work uh, that I do at uh, Lookup.
0: Awesome, thank you. It's great to have you here with us today. Um, So I'd love to start off our conversation by talking a little bit about metaverse. And for those of you guys watching or listening who don't know what metaverse is, it's essentially this sort of virtual realm that combines augmented reality and virtual reality to create almost an entirely new plane of existence. And for all our readers out there, it was actually first mentioned, the term metaverse, in a 1992 dystopian novel, Snow Crash which I did not know uh, until pretty recently. And it's been, like, subtly referenced in films and TV, but, you know, today it's just kind of expanded to this really complex idea. And Facebook has rebranded itself as Meta, and it was kind of the hip new thing that people talked about all, like, near the end of 2021 especially. And so, um, Avirama, I was wondering if we could get your perspective on Meta's development as of right now.
1: Sure. So... Uh, Shivani, you mentioned kind of like the origins of the metaverse mm-hmm. but I think even at its current state it's like there's no specific definition for what it is right like like you mentioned oh it's augmented reality it's like this vir- virtual world people are even calling it like the new internet right it's there's so many aspects to it and it's really hasn't been fleshed out I think uh, some people are saying that it won't be fully developed with all the key features for the next five to ten years but you know like you mentioned it's, it kind of puts together this or uh, meshes the world between you know virtual and what's real and you know creates this opportunity for characters to interact with each other in a very like realistic way. So you know it's if it's if can if it can be done, it'll be very similar to what it's like living in the real world. But again, it'll take some time and especially with all like the computing necessary to make it happen. Seems like it'll still in the process of becoming a reality.
0: Right, yeah, I think that's interesting, especially given that um, I find that a lot of like companies right now are saying that they are developing something metaverse related or it has elements of metaverse in it, which is really just augmented reality or levels of virtual reality right. that we've already seen before. Um, I remember, I believe it's spatial, it's kind of a meeting um, website app sort of a thing that claims it has a lot of metaverse type systems ingrained into it if that makes sense and it's just kind of to make meeting and conversing a little bit more personal and i find that you know a lot of people are taking those components of the metaverse and kind of implanting that into their existing business models and their existing programs and so have you seen anything like that before
1: i think yeah like it's pieces of it have already existed like like no like virtual reality headsets like Oculus, that's a very big thing, right? you can transport into a whole different world. Like, I think you can take parts of it from, like, Roblox as well, like how you have an avatar, and you can do different things in different games. I think that that's pretty similar to what it is. But, like, yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's not very something, like, entirely mm-hmm, new, yeah. but, you know, you kind of just, like, rebranding it and adding different features and calling it and creating this entirely, like, new hype right. you know, in terms of, like, a new internet, new movement. So I think, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see how, how companies are reacting to this. I think that, you know, so ever since Facebook kind of rebranded, there's obviously a lot of, like, talk about this metaverse, and I think people want to get on the train and see exactly where it'll go. Yeah,
0: I think you make a really excellent point there, too. I mean, it's, it's not just, like, one of those... It's not, like, an entirely new thing. Um, one thing I find interesting yeah. is um, have you heard of the Sensorium Galaxy? Um, they kind of that they've created the first official metaverse that's been implemented. Um, And essentially, you know, just an AI-powered virtual characters that you can interact with, which is nothing, you know, extremely new. But I um, get to interact with this app. I know it came out pretty recently. Um, I did look at it, though, before I haven't gotten it yet, but I was considering getting it. And I remember looking on the App Store, and it has, like, three stars. Um, And so I know it's not fully well-developed yet, but the organization does claim that it's, the first sort of gateway to the digital metaverse at the moment Um, and so what do you Mm. think about that you know people's trying to break into this world before facebook before it's fully developed
1: yeah i think you know obviously it has to do again with like the whole hype and then trying to get onto the train as early as possible i think like especially with like zoom and like the whole pandemic we've kind of lost the whole like you know, meeting face-to-face and then also this, this the human part, the interaction. And the same thing with social media, right? Like, you don't really have that when you're online all the time. Yeah. So I think what yeah. the companies are trying to do is, um, you know, kind of recreate that, but also, like, not entirely because it's, like, an online way of interacting, yeah. but it's more personal, I guess. And so I think before, like, Facebook can really get into it, other companies want to, you know, take advantage of, the, of this real estate time and development time and try out their own different, like, different like ideas of what metaverse could be and see what what sticks really and experimenting with what works.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good point. I think another interesting thing is like when you think of how um, blockchain technologies and currencies are kind of supposed to be used in the metaverse, that just, I just first think of V-Bucks. That's like the first thing that comes in my head. And it's like, well, I mean, technically, you know, there is sort of a basic fundamental idea that, runs it, but, you know, blockchain-based currencies will kind of revolutionize how much we're immersed into that, and that sort of leads me to my next question, I guess, topic of interest. Um, in terms of sure. the immersion, you know, it's supposed to, I mean, the ideal metaverse is supposed to be fully immersive, you, you know, engage in this level of interactivity where all of your senses are involved, and do you think that that's something that is possible very soon, or how do you think that will affect our, I guess, developments as individuals, as how we spend our time, our interactions with the metaverse.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point because, um, you know, with, with like, wearable technology and, and stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of data that companies can collect on us, especially, like, when it comes to biomedical data. And, like, from that, you know, people can analyze, you know, exactly what we're thinking, what our emotions are. Like, Facebook and social media companies are already apparently better predictors of our personalities than, like, friends and family are. So now you want you can take this, right, and then transfer it into, like, a more practical setting, more realistic setting, where I can collect data from you real time, like, while you're in the metaverse. I can make things, like, a lot more, like, engaging for you in that sense. The same way social media wants to keep you on, on their uh, platforms for longer, I can try to keep you on, like, the metaverse for longer periods of time. And, like, it's, it comes back to a whole idea of, like, escapism, right? Like, things aren't going so great right now, like, COVID pandemic, it's it's really bad. So now you can like not, you can, you don't have to live in that situation. You don't have to live in that reality. You can go into a virtual reality and then do whatever you want really and be a whole different person even. So I think that's like kind of where it's going. And I think if, again, it's, it's parts of it are possible, right? But the whole idea of gaining data and taking that information and making it a more like engaging place to be, that's already happened. So I think it's definitely possible. But I think there still needs to be a lot more, like, advancements in terms of, like, computing and processing power that needs to take place. And especially if you want it to be, like, connected throughout, right? Instead of just, like, a small, like, clusters of um, virtual reality. Right,
0: yeah. Um, You know, I'm actually pretty optimistic in terms of, like, how soon that'll be out and ready and we'll be able to interact with it. Although, one sort of, I, I like how you mentioned how we're kind of, it's like an escapism, and for me personally, right. I, I hate, you know, being on my phone a lot. I hate talking to people on my phone. Like if I were to mm-hmm. talk to someone, I would like ask them to meet me somewhere or I'd FaceTime them just because that's my personality. Right. And given that, you know, I know that I'd be far more addicted to spending time on meta, like on the metaverse than, you know, on my phone texting someone as a comparison. And that, actually, I remember watching this video, and I don't remember if it was a video, an episode or something, but it was sort of this science fiction sort of a deal, and it was about this particular person, I wish I could remember the name of this, but it was about this particular person who was engaged in, like, a metaverse-like scenario, and he basically had an affair with someone on the metaverse. And he, okay. yeah, so it was kind of, it was kind of horror, if I want to say something. It, it's very horror-esque. Um, and it was so scary just to watch that because it was like this person led two lives, like one virtually and then one in person. And a lot of people do that already. And so when you're fully immersed, I mean, are people going to spend more time on the metaverse than in reality? Is there going to be like people are going to have like two sort of lives? That's how it could eventually become?
1: I mean, I can imagine a a situation where like you only live in the multiverse because, or sorry, rather the metaverse, because, um, you know, if, if as people claim you can, if you can replicate every single function of life in the metaverse, then there really is no reason to live, right? Like in the real world, there's so many more possibilities, uh, in, in the virtual world. And like you mentioned, like you can have an affair with someone and, you know, that could be a thing, but yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. And the whole idea of living two lives, I think that's even going to be a lot more exaggerated because it's, it's a lot more, um, you know, is a lot more opportunity for you to lead a double life, right? You don't have to necessarily worry as much. You don't have to, this, that level of like transparency isn't there. So yeah, that's definitely possible. You know, I think that's, that science fiction movie you watched is possibly going to be a reality. You, you never know.
0: Yeah. And I actually like nowadays, I remember reading this article in the Wall Street Journal and it was about the real estate market in the metaverse, like people buying up land and buying up sort of, I guess, buildings for them to quote unquote live in, in the metaverse, which is interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to lie when I first heard of that, I was like, that's kind of weird. Why would you want to purchase assets on another plane of existence? But you know, people are getting into it. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah. And just, just to add on to that, I think I read somewhere that NFTs are going to be a really big thing in the, in the metaverse because, uh, a big focus of what people are trying to do when developing it is make sure that like virtual goods and like the you uh, like economic sustainability is possible in the metaverse. So if you made something in the in a virtual reality setting that could be sold and bought by somebody in real life, right? And same thing with like real estate. I could spend actual money and buy something in in this virtual world. And that brings up brings up a whole other set of problems really in terms of like how like the exchange of goods and services work, but also at the same time, who's buying that and what they're going to do with it. But I think just the whole idea of how like intertwined, you know, like real life and virtual reality are becoming with this metaverse is kind of scary, to be honest. Like, of course, you can buy land, but then, you know, like, it's not really land, right? So it's it's very, very weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an interesting perspective. I'll be honest with you, at first, when I first sort of thought about the metaverse and getting into this, I kind of took the perspective as like, oh, this could be really bad for us, um, primarily because that was the kind of work that I was doing. But then I kind of think the more that I learned about the metaverse, the more that I kind of got into it, I found a lot more problems. But at the same time, I found some things that might be really useful for us, might be really helpful for our advancement, I guess, as people. Um, and do you see any, I guess, benefits? From MetaVerse and what's created.
1: I'm sorry, did you say positive benefits. Yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think like the whole idea of escapism isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like we've seen it happen, like after like, like World War One, World War Two, and like I guess even more recently now with COVID, it's it's not a bad thing to escape the world, like the reality we're in, right? It's sometimes things don't go our way, you know. It's good to have like a fallback, and that's perfectly fine. And especially since uh, the metaverse is meant to kind of stim or simulate like human interaction, I think that's also a very good benefit in terms of just using social mo- social media as a means of connecting with other people. So in that sense, I definitely think it's better. And you know, there's probably going to be a lot more opportunities in terms of like what you can do in the in the metaverse, and and that, that could be really interesting, right? Like video games are fun for a reason. So I think that's that's definitely one of the positive benefits. At the same time, I see. All, Bunch of negative uh, effects as well, but I think part of those negative effects come from how it's being used, and I, I really hope that the that the intention behind the metaverse is positive. I didn't, I do I do I do think that's the case. How about you? What are the, some of the benefits that you see? Yeah, seen?
0: I mean, I think the biggest benefit that I see with this is sort of. Um, like you said, this level of like networking and also like when you're working from home or you know, when you're in, like virtual schooling, I'm just thinking super short term right now with the schooling part. Right. But, you know, there's always been people working from home. Due to the pandemic, you know, economic conditions have totally changed the way that we engage in, I guess, work and we think of work. Um, careers that were once always on site are now virtual and it's working. People are still getting their work done for the most part. And that's going to probably become a big norm in the future, working from home. And I think the metaverse can definitely change how we engage with that. Um, I think it's fascinating how, you know, rather than stare at a screen in like a meeting with a client, I can really engage with them a lot more. And I remember using spatial. So spatial is this sort of, platform for communication and it has a lot of I guess these elements that's commonly associated with the metaverse and it was interesting using it because I felt like I was in a room with someone when I walked up when I moved my icon away from them um their voice started to, like dim almost and then when I came closer to them their voice became louder and I don't know those that's, that's something that you would just see so much in a real experience and it was so interesting feeling that virtually um Another thing was like, people can cuddle up together, you can walk away and stand on the side of the room and like chat with one person then go back. And so it was very much like a real interaction. And I thought that, that definitely immersed me a lot more into it.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that sounds really cool. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's weird at the same time, because it's not in real life. But again, like the possibility of that actually occurring is just really interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think that, like, its implications are that we can sort of engage with people beyond that of a regular, like, Skype or or WhatsApp, or I'm thinking of my family here, you yeah. know, yeah. across borders and stuff, and if I could, like, I don't know, give them a high-five or a hug, even if it's not, like, real, I feel like it's it's a lot more meaningful than, like, just a video call, you know?
1: Yeah, you can recreate whole family reunions online, but it's not actually online because it's in the metaverse. Right,
0: but I think that goes back to what you were saying before. It's definitely not the same thing as reality. Um, it's definitely yeah. it doesn't have the same effect. I definitely don't want this to replace real like interactions. Um, yeah, and do you think that people would kind of get overstimulated with the usage of that in some ways, like their senses, they'll, they'll lose track of time or anything like that in terms of addiction yeah,
1: I, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I like, like how you mentioned, it's it's, it's kind of like replacing like the human side to, to interaction. But obviously, nothing can really come close to replacing that. But it's the closest thing that we have so far. So I, I think that you know, in a world where we sometimes get disconnected, the ability to reconnect so easily, that's very like enticing to people. And especially when you know, again, I'll bring it back to COVID. When we're online all the time and we can't really meet people. This is going to be a great way to do that. And of course, people are going to jump at the opportunity to meet people again. So you can definitely see it becoming addicting.
0: Yeah. I think another interesting thing that I'd love to ask you about is one of the major characteristics of Metaverse is that, you know, they claim it's decentralized, it's user um, based, based on how users interact with one another. But, you know, do you think that we'll run into similar problems of misinformation, regulation, all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I think, again, it has to do with how it's kind of made from the beginning. Like, Facebook's motto in the beginning was, you know, move fast, break things, right? And kind of looking at the metaverse development now, it's similar, but I'm really hoping we can take the lessons we learned from social media and then use them here. A lot of it will have to do with just, like, how individuals kind of behave themselves on the on metaverse. But at the same time, I think it has to do with how the companies that are developing these, like, features are kind of like, what their intention is behind it, right? Like, if their intention is to make money and that's at the cost of people, that's going to be a problem. Like, again, with the whole idea of real estate, like, if people are, if companies are buying this real estate, then you can create billboards and stuff in the metaverse. Like, it comes back to advertisement again. And I'm just saying that because of social media, but there's a lot of other forms of making money. So I think, again, it has to do with intention of these companies and how people behave themselves. But at the same time, I think that if you're physically in person and you're there, like it's kind of creates the whole sense of like, okay, I'm in this real space versus in social media where you're not, there's like a disconnect because you're able to say things even though you're not actually there. So I think since it's more realistic, there'll be a more like a a more like general courtesy amongst, amongst people. But you know, that can be easily influenced or manipulated by uh, conflicting parties. So.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think with user etiquette in a sense of um, how they're behaving on there, what kind of information are they spreading? I remember reading this one article from Thread Media and um, trigger warning, but it was about someone who claimed that she was, I believe, groped or sexually um, attacked or something in the metaverse, which was something very different that I just, didn't, wasn't able to comprehend it at first. I was like, "How can that occur in the metaverse?" Um then the more I thought about it, I was like, "You know what? That's you're probably you're so immersed into this that you feel all like the senses really." And yeah, yeah I mean, the fact that that's possible is actually kind of scary. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I mean, go ahead. Kind of
1: yeah. Sorry, I think like what, with stuff like that, you know, crimes are like actual crimes. So now, like, the question is, do you need police to like monitor? Like the metaverse, like, do you bring in, like, a means of enforcement that are used in real life into the metaverse? Because that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to recreate real life with with metaverse. So it's going to be hard to, like, police things because it's all virtual. But, yeah, like instances of this make it really scary. To see what will happen, because like no, it it can't happen. So
0: yeah, I think you have a really good point with like policing in terms of like regulation. I think the way that regulation will look like in the metaverse will be a lot different than you know what we might see in social media companies or any other way. You know, um, more than we talked about real estate, we talked about NFTs a lot and how cryptocurrencies play a role, Um, and also a little bit about the corporate influence, like how I know Facebook has tried this thing called Horizon Workrooms, and that was sort of their way of bringing in the corporate side of remote work into the Metaverse. But yeah, there's also sort of gaming and entertainment. And so how do you think those industries will develop? Will they be a continuation of the industries in reality, or will they be like new sort of developments within Metaverse itself?
1: Uh, I think... I think like naturally what what we're progressing towards like even like the past few decades is just stuff that is more like engaging and interactive so like even though it's not officially called the metaverse, like we talked about this, there's parts of things that are very similar to the metaverse, so I think that you know that will continue even as like the metaverse becomes like a formal thing and a like a defined construct I think that that's how those industries will want to go towards anyway because. That's what's going to reap them the most benefit. It's going to be like the same principle, but just in a different form. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Um, and you know, kind of related to that, there are like I don't know there's one called Decentraland, and there's basically people who are already creating worlds. There's already firms that are selling real estate on this large, I guess, sect of quote unquote virtual land that is available for purchase. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these companies that are starting are starting for the very sole purpose of being on the metaverse. And so do you think that's sustainable? Do you think all the people that are investing in, um, metaverse real estate, think they're all going to like go broke or something or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Okay. That's, that's a really, really good question. I think like, even with like cryptocurrencies, like I don't, I personally don't think cryptocurrencies are like sustainable, but like that's not going to stop people from buying it. Right. Like, there's a certain hype when it comes to like the virtual world and like even companies built on that. I think, I think based on the way things are going, it'll be possible. Like, especially if people want to prioritize the metaverse and make make it, like have a will to make it come into fruition. I think these companies can sustain. Like there's no reason because all of these things are based off like what people think, right? If people don't want to use the metaverse, then well, these companies can't sustain. But clearly based on, you know, the way they're designing this and kind of like the public reaction or the beginning of public reaction definitely seems positive and definitely seems like you know, it's going to be the next big thing. So, again, I think companies can and will find ways to make profit and they have all the right to, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that's a huge market as well. I'm actually um, a, a huge fan of crypto and not just an investment, but a okay. side of our future almost. Um, just because I, I think that the use of blockchain currencies and technology in in like a wide variety of techn- technological applications, I think it's growing and it's going to continue to grow. I don't know if it'll be used as a currency as, as it's being said in the real world as much. Um, but there are, you know, firms coming up that say, Hey, you know, I accept blockchain as payment or I'm sorry, I accept Bitcoin as payment. And so this whole thing I feel like it has a lot of scope for growth It's definitely a high risk sort of investment, but you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, And yeah, I was wondering, actually, I was going to ask you about this, but have you had sort of any experience with virtual reality, augmented reality? Do you have an Oculus sort of system on you? I've never personally engaged with them. Like, in reality, like I don't have any of these devices on like right now. And so all of my perspective that I've developed about um, these types of technologies are solely based on research. And so I was wondering if you had any personal experience with them?
1: No, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I have not very little experience with augmented reality or anything like that. So you know, yeah, again, my entire thing, my whatever I said is based off whatever research I did. So maybe maybe I ought to get something and test it out for myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's something definitely that I am interested in doing as well. What are your thoughts on like accessibility? Like I feel like right now it's not as accessible as you would think. Um, do you think that, I mean, do you know people who use this sort of, these sort of technologies or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think accessibility is a really big thing. Um, I would imagine this would cost a lot in terms of like just how to join the metaverse I'm sure, like, like Oculus Excel, like, the headset isn't cheap. So, again, it's probably, in the beginning, it's probably going to be very expensive. But over time, I definitely see the prices will, of course, will naturally drop. So, I, you know, again, accessible in the beginning might be, like, limited to a very few number of people who can afford it. But then after that, I think it'll be available to the, to the masses. So, in that way, it's, it'll be good.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Um, I think that's a really good point, and I think that also goes to the fact, um, one of the things I want to, like, trip the conversation to as well is one of the many char- quote-unquote characteristics of the metaverse, um, according to, like, official definitions and stuff um, that are not as official as I would like to think they are, but, you know, I think one of them I remember was the fact that it's boundless, and we remember reading that, and I was like, what do you mean by it's boundless, and it's kind of like, it eliminates all barriers between your perception of reality and what kind of plane you're on. And so do you view that as a pro or a con?
1: I think, Oh, I I like the part of it. The idea of it it being boundless goes back to the idea of like, kind of like where like real life and a virtual life meet. And you know, if it's boundless, I guess there really is no like clear definite line. I think that's 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 kind of a con in my opinion but at the same time it's something that a lot of people will probably like because you know you can do a lot of different things and you can escape real life. So I yeah it's it's probably both and it all comes about really comes down to like how you perceive it to be I think.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's interesting. Um I, I believe... Have you ever heard of, like... I I think I watched an ad about this, but or some kind of video about this, but I think it was Ariana Grande hosted, like, a virtual concert or something. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I, I heard of Yeah?
0: That. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Again, I think, like, it's just another form of engagement, yeah. right? Especially, like... I'm sure, like, you really can't have... Well, maybe you could. You could have a concert that big, like, in real life, but, again, with COVID, it's probably not the best idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but still, you know, it's if you can have a concert in your life, then what's stopping you from having a concert in the metaverse and vice versa. So it's just another form of engagement. And really it's another form to like, I guess it's kind of like has its own inherent, like like attractiveness to it. it is something that's different, something that's unique. And there's like a little bit of hype around that as well. You can tell people you went to a virtual concert right. and that will be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. But right. I personally, what I think of like a concert virtually, it just sounds like, kind of weird. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. In the sense that it's like I believe it was like through Fortnite or something, right? Am I yeah, it was it was via Fortnite. Um, And I don't know. Like for me that was just the weirdest thing ever. Like I might as well just watch a YouTube video of one of her concerts. Like what is the difference between me watching a video of a concert and actually like, I don't know, sitting there, sure I feel it, but I mean how do you feel a concert? I guess the fact that I haven't experienced it makes it kind of hard for me to imagine.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think, like, maybe maybe Fortnite wasn't the best medium to do it through, but maybe, like, through the Metaverse, right? And I have an Oculus headset on, and I'm, like, physically there, and I can jump up and down to the music. Maybe that'd be, like, kind of realistic. But, yeah, I mean, I think Fortnite, no, that doesn't do it. That's not it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I think it's interesting. One thing is, like, I remember this quote from Nick Bilton, I believe, and I think he's a, he's a, a writer. Um, and he said, one day we'll be hanging NFTs on the walls of our digital homes and buying Balenciaga tops for our digital selves. And so the kind of idea of like skins and, I guess, clothing items that your virtual selves can wear, it's not something new, um, like we mentioned many times before. Right. It's just a, re, a, a reapplication of something that already exists. And so, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's customized, that you can live on there almost, I don't know, it just kind of scares the crap out of me, <laughs> if I'm to be very honest about it.
1: Uh, it just offers, like, another opportunity to spend your money, I guess. Like, you can buy stuff in real life and buy stuff for your virtual self. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it is scary, but, like, I don't know, I think you know, there's, like, a charm in that, mm-hmm. too, right? Like, I mean, I personally don't find a charm, <laughs> but I can definitely imagine somebody else, like, Saying, oh, check out my new Balenciaga top, or check out this Gucci belt that I bought, you know, in like the online Gucci store. And I think that's kind of cool to mm-hmm. say. There's definitely hype in that. So yeah, it's it's weird, but you know, it looks like it might be a reality.
0: Yeah, so, I, I think this reminds me it. of like when social media first started, or even back when like the radio came out, or even back when like TV started. And, you know, I feel like originally people were like, okay, hey, someone is talking to me through a screen. That's kind of weird. And I feel like everyone, like when we're introduced to this kind of new technology, we have that same sort of transitional period. I feel like if you ask me the same question one year from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just the metaverse, you know? It's sort of very, yeah, yeah, and and exactly. I don't know, it's a weird thing to say, but like at the same time, you know, I just randomly thought of this. It's like my kids, for example, in the future, that would be something that they're used to. And that's kind of weird yeah. to think about. For me, creating another plane of existence is almost like going to Mars, which, honestly, that could happen too <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And so I thought that was that's interesting. Pretty... I mean, do you have any other thoughts you want to share about the metaverse?
1: I know. I, I think, you know, we kind of covered a lot in this discussion, you know, in terms of, like, where we are right now, you know, where it's going to mm-hmm. go, and what it means in terms of, like, changing, so, like, so, like, social norms. Yeah. Right? That's, I, that's, like, a very defining trait of, like, emerging technology and like so i think because we're having these conversations it definitely seems like the metaverse is going to be something that's very disruptive uh whether it's entirely good or bad we'll have to see no one can fully predict that i guess but if um if the past is any like indication it will happen i think there are definitely a lot of lessons to be learned so i, I just hope that's one thing we take with us as we move forward into this Metaverse age or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, I think those are some perfect ending words. Thank you so much, Avram, for speaking with us today. Um, And thank you to all our viewers for joining in. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.